different when we're not together it does but it's okay it's you okay. know it, it, it's fine uh welcome welcome one welcome all to a social experiment gone horridly wrong i am your host Lene. um this will this week i will be going by in no grammy for granny Okay. And I am your co-host, Marlon. And this week, I am Fat Rabbit Killer's face card. You know what? That is an iconic face card. And mm-hmm. I like how he danced around, not confirming that that was him. <laughs> and see, I didn't even get that far. I just, like, heard oh, all the stuff going oh. on on Twitter when the picture dropped. And that was it. And out the thing that killed me is you had the girls really like, oh, he's ugly. He's ugly. I'm like, that man is been, far from ugly. <laughs> far from fucking ugly. The vo- it actually matches the voice. If I could be brutally honest. Mm-hmm. Secondly, and most importantly, you bitches be fucking some of the ugliest niggas. So how Baby. dare you say that man is ugly? Baby, because oh, he- I, I don't. It's like, what did y'all expect? seriously he's a porn star let alone a porn star that did not want y'all to see his face i'm like that part we need to point out and talk about because that's killing the brand like why would you even still like he's still gonna make content people still gonna watch duh but at the same time but it's still kind of whack like it's it's whack to see how people handled it especially in the community because we also have to remember the community isn't so DL friendly. So even though, yes, he's a well-known image in the porn world, he still has a regular life. Right. Exactly. So it it, it was just whack. It was whack to watch, to be brutally honest. I forgot to talk about that, but it was whack to watch. And much love to that anonymous man. I'm still going to act like he's anonymous and respect him. Okay. I don't even remember what it looked like, so it don't matter. It don't. I mean, he could, he could still he could still thrash the hole. He could still thrash the hole a little bit. You know, I would I would I would purchase the dildo. I would not lie to you, none of you. I would purchase you it. Sum- submit your entrails to the fat rabbit killer. I have to support a black owned business. That's just what it's about. And you know what? <laughs> and that, my friends, is on fleet enemas. Absolutely. Come on, on fleet enemas. That's right. So this week I had a bit of a. I'm gonna start calling it a fuck it week. Okay. So when I have fuck it week, that basically means it's a portion of my half of the show that's not together. So I'm <laughs> adjusting. If you guys did not know, I'm adjusting back to working. So I had my some of the topics. I normally do a cluster to give you guys a little insight. I do a little cluster fuck of things that I find on blogs or whatever. And then I basically just Google a story that I that I know is from an accredited source, and then I read it, and you get a feedback. So this week, <clears throat> I will be starting 
with it and then Googling it afterwards to retrieve the data. But also because I didn't get the chance to kind of do things, it gives Marlon a little say so in this half of the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I have I have I have to switch it up. I know I know we just go off of my flow, but seeing wait a minute, is that what I think it is? You know it's a flea red. I'm so mad I ain't there tonight. <laughs> I ain't got no, man, no liquor. No, no liquor. Okay. So you get options. Let's start it off by this. Which one do you want to start with? Scroll on or what's trending? What's trending? So to start off, we have to kind of go old school. I'm still not mm-hmm. going to tell you exactly what it is. You're just going to have to choose. Okay. All right. So between the two, do you want to hear about the arrest or the lawsuit? Shit on top of shit. Uh, let's hear about the arrest. Okay. Do you want the non-relevant one or do you want the relevant by force one? Oh, relevant by force is triggering. It sounds like Twitter. Let's take the non-relevant one. Actually, it kind of is. So Blueface was arrested oh, while in God. Las Vegas. I said, <laughs> I said by force. I said by force. I gave you an option. You had I know, options. I said I wanted the. <laughs> I, said I, I wanted the one, the other one. Oh my God! So Blueface was arrested while in while in Vegas on an attempted murder charge. Who he tried to kill? This is where this is. Th- listen, this is why. I tell you, second week is kind of something good to do because y'all need to hear these things in the moment as we find them out. Because I am looking it up right now. I refuse to go to them. Gosh. So we're going to go with people. This is coming from people.com. Rapper Blueface arrested and charged with attempted murder and use of a deadly weapon in Las Vegas. Rapper Blueface with, was with his girlfriend, Crenshaw Rock, when plainclothes officers approached him in Las Vegas on an attempted murder warrant. Rapper Blueface has been arrested and charged with attempted murder. Blueface, whose real name is Jonathan Porter, was taken into custody on Hughes Center Drive over an incident that occurred on October 8th. The Los Angeles, excuse me, the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police said in a release on Tuesday he was booked at the Clark County Detention Center. His inmate report confirms Blueface was booked for an attempted murder using a deadly weapon and discharging a gun into an occupied structure, vehicle, or craft on Tuesday. His arraignment was scheduled at 8 a.m. local time on Wednesday. The Vatiana rapper, 25, was also booked for operating an unregistered vehicle trailer or semi per the report. Well, he, child, lock them both up because at this point, you're not even known for music anymore. You're just known for being violent. It sounds like a problem. The problem is, like, you know what? And this is no slight to him. What's becoming, because of the fact that we're, the things we know about Blueface isn't by us just wanting to know them. It's by, for- like I said, it's by force. So mm-hmm. it's like all these things are spoon fed. And now that the woman he's with is more popular than him, basically you can say she has more notoriety than him now. 
So it's more so it's more shifted toward her. I personally don't agree with their relationship because I feel like it's toxic as hell. I'm just well, gonna say it. That. That's me. Uh, that's me speaking personally. I, for outside looking in, it's toxic as hell. I personally can never condone domestic violence in any way, shape, or form. It's just not my ministry. It ain't my calling. Bless the women that bear through it. And I hope and pray you find the strength to get through it and get out of it. However, I just, I can't support it. I don't Morally, know nothing about uh, neither one of them because I don't even know what what she, because she's a rapper too, yes? She, yes, but she's also a known figure. She was on Baddies, whatever, on Zeus. I don't know, whatever the fuck. Oh, okay. And right. that's why I said she has more notoriety than him now. So it's just everything. So basically their relationship checks out. <laughs> she's from some super trash TV. You know, and then it's it's just, it's a lot. It's It's been a lot. It's been a whole lot. It's dysfunction after dysfunction after arrest after public fight it's just it's been a lot it's been a lot and yeah. it's too much for my 35 plus year old life um like to even handle i don't even like that much drama on my in real time sorry not so, sorry and yeah. this is someone else's real life i just don't have time for it mm -mm. personally i don't so the other arrest that i was talking about is a bit of a blast from the past. Oh, we got to do both. Yeah, we're going to do both. 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 I'm going to make it quick. I'm going to make it very quick. So you want to take a wild staff in the dark of who I'm about, the name I'm about to say? Mm, absolutely not, because I don't keep it with the drama no way. I don't know who's doing what. Okay. So the name that I'm mentioning is actor Brashear Gray. If you guys don't remember him, he was Hakeem from Empire. Since Empire has ended, he has been in the press negatively for the past couple of years. Uh, this is coming yeah. from this is coming from Complex Magazine. Former rapper, uh, former Empire actor Brashear Gray was has been arrested after he allegedly physically assaulted a woman. Her TMZ. According to legal documents, he, uh, oh, Maricopa, Arizona police were called last week after a woman called saying the actor's behavior was elevating and she was concerned for her safety. She claimed that Gray pulled her hair and threw a box of food at her, among other, in excuse me, instances of aggressive behavior. Officers added that Gray had had multiple instances with police in recent months, including one domestic um, disturbance call in October. Since he felt to tell his probation officer about the incidents, he was arrested on a probation violation. <sighs> I don't understand. Like, you, I had tweeted that I feel that black men are the most unseen. I think it was unseen. I think it was unseen. I forget right now, but it's stories like these that just make it difficult to, to try and defend the nonsense because though blue faces is a way serious, more serious charge. Mr. Gray has had a habit of erratic behavior since Empire has ended. And when I say erratic, like they said, just about every time he has made an incident news, it has been 
on a disturbance call, let alone, as you just heard, also domestic violence. And it, it's just it's, you, it's hard to feel sympathetic for people that you know need help, need help. But even when people sit here and post or even talk about Orlando Brown, I still look at them like, I don't understand why everyone loves to talk about this man as if he does not need help. Like, even though we know this, it's just y'all amplify it by constantly reporting whenever he does an interview or says something irate. That's what the man people is- love. We're, we're in the era of of people enjoying watching the shit show. Like, they y'all, enjoy watching it. Like, y'all live, for, the public lives for a manic episode, and I will never understand it. Just like, and it ties me into one of my next topics. I loved when Jennifer Lewis said, I, Kanye, please shut the fuck up and go get some help. I felt mm-hmm. as if, and I love that she based it from someone else with bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. Like, you, it's never fun looking at someone on a manic episode. It's she never fun. She's been there. She's been there. She know. And it's also because I suffer from the same things. You could tell his thought, like he rushes out his thoughts before he fully thinks them through. So it's like nine times out of ten, he's blurring something out without thinking the repercussions. Now, like I said, not rationalizing. It's just I know what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I digress. Child. I digress. So let's see what else we have. Oh, <laughs> you want some mess? We not done with the mess? <laughs> no, this sweetheart. There's always more. This is we just this is our entertainment segment. Oh, there's oh more mess. There's more else on my plate. Yeah. Oh, there's gonna be more on your plate because we haven't gotten to the Grammy nights. Uh, yeah. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Wait until we go to the Grammy nights. <laughs> just mm-hmm. you motherfucking wait. So. Recently, I want to say this was two days ago, actually. Uh, the This is over the weekend? I want to say, it looks like it might have been over the weekend. I could be right or wrong. Don't really know. But, so, if you guys did not know, Escape was scheduled, excuse me, were the recipients for the Lady of Soul Award at the Soul Train Awards this year. So, Marlon, sweetie, I'm sorry, I have to retrieve my eyes from the back of my fucking skull. Sweetie, I need you to slap uh, it back to the front. The way you I right. the eyes back at just the mention of escape is just, I can't even get the fun out of the story now. Oh, oh my, my God. God. So, I'm going I'm to sum up escape uh, very briefly. Long story short, the these four lovely women show up to the red carpet for the Lady of Soul Awards. Oh, Lady of Soul Awards. Oh my God, throwback for the Soul Train Awards. And if you re- you got to really be a certain age to remember the Lady of Soul Awards, oh baby, you have prime, to be of a certain awards. baby. The Lady of Soul Awards was a award show. Yes, it was. Yes, and, it was. Uh, when I'm so I forgot why they stopped showing it, but they can't. I wish it. they would bring it back. They and remember, it was only for black. Like they only celebrated black women in that one. Only, only black women. It's not black girls rock. It was Lady of Soul Awards. So yeah. 
back to my story. So, Escape arrives to the red carpet. Everyone looks lovely except Latasha Scott. Oh, she, she looks great. She looks she great. Looking live. She she looks very very out of place. She like she didn't get the code the code the dress code memo. And she well, very, my EP comes out next week. You know, I thought that I threw cute shade to shoot through an entire Florida, Miami, Florida, excuse me, palm tree at that. Mm-hmm. It, that was yeah. just, I can't even chuckle. That was just wrong, Marlon. That's right, bitch. I, I don't throw I don't throw shade. I throw awnings, bitch. We're, we're covering it. Everything. No okay. umbrellas. So Everything. she arrives in this green, lime green, olive green, excuse me, ensemble. Uh, and the other ladies are in basically looking as if it's diamond or crystal esque dresses or gowns. Yeah, it was gold. It was gold. It, the pictures make it look like it was green. Mm-hmm. It's gold. They were all in silver. I've seen it. They were all in silver, and, and she, hers was like gold, which is weird because it's like why? Okay, so. Long story short, Candy got fed up when everything started coming out. And I'm trying to look for the direct response that she actually said. Because she she came in true Candy fashion. She <laughs> snatching like let me tell you how how Ms. Boris Tucker shut this shit down. She really said, told old girls to please stop spinning this false narrative. And then apparently Latasha came back on Instagram. I'm gonna just sum it up because it's at this point, you know, I, it's fuck it. It's fuck it. We care. Uh, she went on Instagram saying that that's not the case. She showed screenshots from her stylist communicating with the girl stylist and saying at that time he didn't know a color scheme. So he went off of what he was sold. Long story short, that's what ended up happening. And now she's like, it's funny. She sit there called, um, uh, years ago saying that they look like the Supremes when last week um, they dressed up for Halloween as the Supremes. Here's my thing with that. <laughs> as a lot of us were saying online as we were reading up on the situation. Latasha, how are you talking about some nobody told you? You got a whole sister. A whole sister. Whole sister. sister. Not a half sister. That y'all been in cahoots with each other this entire time. The entirety of your lives. Y'all know everything about each other and she didn't tell you what color scheme was? Why are y'all communicating through stylists? And even if that she is knew. the case, and even if that's the case, you have she has the right contact with the stylist. So how in the hell do you not come out as the middle person figure? It's getting weird. Yeah, and especially then other folks you, were saying that they drumming up the drama for their new um their show. Again, we're doing this yeah. again. We are again. Yeah, no one a- no one asks for this. No one yeah. asks for it. I don't want it. Get it off my plate. It's it's giving you tried to feed me liver and onions. Toss that shit out. Yeah. Toss get that shit. Away. Toss that shit the fuck out. I let me explain this, okay? Because I love uh let me be perfectly clear. I have no bias in my heart. Y'all know I'm a music lover down. But these older groups reuniting for a bag and it's just blatantly obvious it's just for a bag this is normally what you see because what we're seeing with escape with escape is the same shit that happened with d2k let me tell you something it makes no sense why common sense ain't but so common now 
if I have to go into business with somebody that I don't care for, let alone like, I we have an understanding we're not friends. Right. This is business. Like, we have to be in cahoots with one another. What is the problem? I want to hmm. know for me. Because it costs nothing to put things aside just to make sure that you can feed you and yours. Yeah. But groups get catty, egos get involved. It's just, it, it's too many red lines and red tape. I ain't got time, let alone, and I promise you, this week I asked the honest to God question, and I say this humbly from the most respectful part of my heart. Do I care? My thing is this, honey, if you wanted to go solo, just you could have just done that. Just go. Y'all need y'all need to sit here do all this explaining, man. Just don't, go. Like, you don't need to ride on the heels of escape because you're reintroducing yourself to an audience that didn't know who you was in the first place, and the people that do know who you are know who you are. So if you were just if you just wanted to go solo, then you could you could very well just do that and, and stop wasting everybody else's time. And correct me if I'm wrong, did that not work for her the first time that she did that? We see she still escape, right? Girl, I'm going to oh. move on. Because I said that <laughs> intentionally to point out a fact. If it, baby, if you couldn't get on the horse the first time solo, last time I checked, the only people that has, never mind. Mm. The only person still getting the check is the one that's still getting several checks. The other, you mean the other one that's also, even though she's married to one of the worst misogynists ever, still well, has money. Still has more money and still has more money in accolades than yeah. the person that's throwing, that's sitting here trying to leave. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she ain't even doing nothing. Ain't. And with that, we move along. So, I talked about a lawsuit, and well, let's pull up the Googles, because apparently Odell Beckham Jr. is suing Nike for some real coins. For what? This is why we Googles. What did Nike do to him? I'm going to find out. Hold on. I ain't heard that name in a long-ass time, too. Like, the girls not talking about Odell Beckham. What happened? I can't. Okay. What? He so was everybody's husband at one point in time. Shit. He had that daggone baby. Oh, the girl's backed up. That ain't never. Anyway, let me shut my mouth up. Shut your whore mouth. Because <laughs> the same thing you was about to say is, baby, I'm going to let it out. You won't. I will. Baby, they ain't never stopped none of y'all before. I understand. <laughs> exactly. Child, please. Although, that was awesome. This is coming from CBS Sports. Odell Beckham Jr. files lawsuit against Nike. Says company owes him twenty million. Free agent wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. filed a lawsuit against Nike, stemming from his final endorsement contract that he signed with the apparel company. Beckham is alleging the company still owes him more than twenty million related to the endorsement deal. In May two thousand seventeen, Nice Kicks reported that Odell, uh, excuse me, that Beckham had re-signed with Nike after he 
executed a clause that allowed Nike to match an offer that Beckham received from Adidas. Nike's five-year deal was reportedly worth once he was worth at least $29 million. According to TMZ Sports, Beckham stated in the suit that the contract was structured, made it nearly impossible for him to trigger very valuable extensions of the deal. Throughout our partnership, I have kept my promise and fulfilled my obligations to the brand, Beckham said, say, says in a statement. I'm extremely disappointed that I had to take these measures to ensure Nike fulfilled their obligations and promises. Why do girls don't like to pay the, pay the money they signed up for? I don't understand. I don't get it because this is the first time we heard this. We actually recently heard this with Versus. They had to sue Triller to get them the money that they never gave them in the first place. That don't make no goddamn sense. The girl, everybody want to scam. Why is everybody trying to scam, child? Because so they heavily. try. The thing is, they try and get you to rush to sign something, and then they for, then they forget that you actually know math. <laughs> well, then there's that. Bitch gonna learn today. Um, I don't make all this money and not have accountants to tell me. Um, they never fulfilled their their actual fulfillment financially. This mm. is all you've received from them. Run me my money. Thank you, Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's see what more do we have when we say fuck. Oh, you want to hear really say fuck it? Well, let's all say fuck it. Apparently, Lanethia leaks his hu- uh, husband. Ooh, shout out to Greg, rest in peace. Boyfriend officially files from divorce from his estranged wife. This is, well, this is coming directly from the shade room. I'm not even going to bother looking this up. It says, um, Nini Lisa's boyfriend, I do not know how to pronounce that man's name. I'm not even going to struggle trying to, has officially filed from divorce to divorce his estranged wife, who slapped the RHOA alum with a lawsuit for allegedly ruining their marriage. According to the TMZ, according to TMZ, he and his soon to be ex wife have filed separation. Um, have been separated since September 19, 2021, but never officially divorced. He reportedly just filed the papers despite being in a relationship with Nene. Now, she's in this is where Southern states have some of the most backwards laws ever because she's able, it's the same thing that happened to Fantasia a few years ago. You're able to sue the mistress in the South. Like, I don't understand. And even though they're st- they're specifying they were not together when this all happened, she's still able to sue. I hate it. <laughs> I hate okay. it here. So everything is a reality TV show. Because how the Everything. Hell you can sue the mistress, but the husband gets off scot I don't understand. You should be suing your husband. Why are you so mistress? What's she got to do with anything? She wouldn't be here if he didn't bring her in. So why are you trying to make somebody else pay? I don't get it. I don't get it. That doesn't make sense to me. Hold on one second. Hold, um, I'm looking this up. Like as if not, if, not for nothing, if anything, double down on the divorce uh the divorce uh dungaroos, bitch, and get more coin for your buck. Because he got a whole mystery. If you want to do it like that. But what you doing the mistress for? Why? Because she knew? Who cares? 
You look real looking, The funny part is I am because you know what I you know what I did. I looked up the law in Georgia. So <laughs> I because I will Google a question in a heartbeat. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm notorious. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. y'all, y'all moving too slow. Google. <laughs> and I literally asked, I said, can you sue a mistress? And it's like, right. this is, mind you, this is from 2011. It says, no. Georgia law specifically prohibits lawsuits for alienation of affection. And isn't okay. like lawsuits based on emotions like the hardest to prove? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you really yeah. have to go through hell to really prove, oh, I went through a lot. I went through right. a lot. Oh, we uh, <laughs> Child, you know America don't believe in emotions. No way, child. They don't give a shit. It ain't, it's, it's not financial. Why do we care? Right. Did someone die? Why, why do they we care? Make no money off of that. Yeah, ain't nobody gonna get no money out of here. All up in your damn. All up in your damn feelings. You gonna cry in this Bentley? Oh my my God. Please. Please. Today is a good damn day, Savannah. (laughs) Okay. I hated that whole phrase. Oh, huh. Before we segue over into talking about the Grammy nods, because there's a whole shit show there. Um, Yeah. Let's all trigger ourselves and remember that we are the most important people to ourselves and you are loved because what I'm about to say to y'all is going to make all of us sigh because it it, is just all you could say is why. What happened now? 45 announced that he's running for president again in 2024. All right, y'all. Good night. It's been really awesome talking to you all. Thank you for listening to Who Raised Your Host. I saw that shit today. uh... Y'all should see my face. First of all, how? Sweetie, you you do. Why is this a, why is this a, like, he can announce that he's running, but he doesn't have the nomination. Like, you would have to have the nomination. And I'm like, is the RNC really going to go for this again? Are y'all Crazy really going to go for this happened. again? I, that's why I'm like, I, I'm i not even like, well, they can't let him run again. Like, yeah, they let him run the first time. January, well, was January 16th? Looked. January 16th was a thing. It was a thing. And that's why I think he might not get endorsed by the RNC. Because we'll I'm like, there's people that actually serve time for that shit. And it's like, you haven't met any legal repercussions for that day yet. 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 Like, baby, they're going to find a way to block him. I feel that. I feel they got, I feel uh, they're going to try and block him. Not going to lie. I feel it coming. Is it going to be successful? I don't know. Because I I can't. I I can't. I I can't. It's like they love to love. Uh, God, I, I, I was about to. I was, because... I, I, I was about. I was about to say something, but I'm gonna find a clever way to say it like this. Bitch, this ain't Germany, and his ass got to go. Well, I'll say that. <laughs> and you, if you are of age, 
and actually paid attention to history, think about what I just said. Because I didn't have to say much for him to get it. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody got time for that shit. No. At, at the fuck all. Mm-mm. But anywho, let's refill these cups. And I got to pull it up because we got to have a conversation, y'all. It's time to have to talk. It's time to talk about the Grammy nominations when we come back, y'all. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, you refill. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take a few pulls, and we're gonna be back. Okay, it's, we'll gonna, it's, it. it's gonna be that kind of conversation. <laughs> we'll be back, y'all. All right, a bitch is zooted and booted. We back. <laughs> you you gotta be zooted and booted, bitch. Okay, I'm. I'm not playing with none of you girls no more. All right, so it's time to have that conversation. I was trying to have one of our musical friends, shout out to Brother Lou. I was trying to, ha- oh, and especially shout out to him over at the Hell is Around the Corner podcast. If you guys are not mm-hmm. listening, please make sure y'all go give them a, give him a good old listen. If you love someone that's going to cuss y'all out for damn near an hour. <laughs> With all the unpopular opinions, he's going to bring it to you raw. And not give not one fuck about it. That's the podcast for you. Go visit all. hell of around the corner. But I was trying to get him to come here for this conversation because I think I, I love when we have these kind of music talks because it's cleansing for the soul. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you've seen the nominations. Yeah, I, I glanced over most of them. The ones that were important to me. Who do you feel them got snubbed that should have been nominated? I, uh, mm, mm. <laughs> you don't have oh so you okay so you don't have it you don't have a feeling that anybody got snubbed not that i can think of because you know uh, if it ain't in my playlist i probably haven't listened to you so i might have missed some folks <laughs> uh, i feel like kalani got snubbed and i'm gonna say why and if you know me you know i love kalani's music it's just i feel as if at a certain point, I felt like she started making the same song. But mm. with Blue Water Road, with how it was done, I was like, to me, this is one of her best projects. And okay. I felt like Little Story, everything, and even the song she had with Justin Bieber, where it should have been at least in consideration. Now, I say that because one, I forget Kalani technically would now qualify for pop vocal performance because mm-hmm. even though technically she's rooted in R&B is like because of the vocal structure, she would qualify for pop vocal performance. Okay. So I felt like she should have at least got that. If anything, she could have got it for up, um, up at Night. You're speaking Russian to me, baby. I've never listened to a Kalani song a day in my life. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. I'm gonna find one. Um, I'm gonna find one for you. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's all right. I felt like she was snubbed. Someone. I felt like India Sean was snubbed. Uh, India Sean is a indie R&B artist out in LA. She actually used she her producer is D Mal, the same producer that produced Lucky Day. Her. She's one of one India Sean. I have one India Sean album, uh, album song on a playlist somewhere that I'm almost certain I heard being around you. So I don't know. 
probably moving on. That's it. So moving on is actually on her album before we go deeper. So mm-hmm. before we go deeper is a culmination of a few projects that she had put out and it led to it was like before we go and I think it was before we go deep and then it was the album before we go deeper. And it was basically if I could sum it up in my rendition of it, I felt like it was like her Eat Pray Love album. And because okay. a lot of the songs were like like you would love before we go deeper. Like, I have to mm. send it to you. You would love the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt as if she could have got traditional R&B performance for either Same Floor or I'm thinking of another song, Caught in the Middle. Caught in the Middle should have got, could have easily got even traditional R&B performance. Um. I'm actually oh, but I'm like no. The album is really good. I have to send it to you. Okay. I have to send. You'll love it. I know you. You'll love it. So <laughs> here we go. The nominations. I'm not going to read every single category, but we're going to talk about them as we go. So, do you want to start with um song, or do you want to go into another category first? We'll do songs. Okay. So the nominations for song of the year are Beyonce, "Break My Soul." Harry Styles as it was, just like that Bonnie Rat about Danton Lizzo, Taylor Swift all too well. God did God did DJ Khaled, Bad Habit Steve Lacey, Adele Easy on Me, A B C D E F U, and Kendrick Lamar, The Heart Part Five. Now, what are the qualifications for Song of the Year? Like, what are they looking for? Are they looking for impact, streams, purchases? Like, what what, what exactly do they look for when it comes down to this category? Good question. I love what I love. Um, I love questions that need answers. Because I feel like if we just doing a popularity battle, child, then that makes it a whole lot different. A whole this lot is, different. Uh, okay, here we go. To be eligible for a Grammy Award, uh, for a Grammy Award consideration, an album must be greater. This is album, but I guess it qualifies. Album must be greater than seventy five percent playing time of newly recorded within five years of release date. Mm, okay. Previously unreleased song. Okay, this does not fully answer my question, but it gives you a little bit of help. Here we go. Uh, right now, I can't pull it up. However, comma when I do find it, I will update it on the actual Twitter page for the pod. Those are the current nominations. Uh, I feel like I like the I like Lizzo B. DJ Khaled is a little surprising to me. I like actually that Steve Lacey is there, even though he loves him some white chocolate chow. Um, of course, Adele's cute, and of course Kendrick. I'm happy, but um, but see, I, I can't like... call the major categories because they always end up get surprising us in major categories. Yeah, because it's one of those things where it's like I'm just thinking about. Which, because I, I always have a problem with stuff like this because I know that I come from a very biased space. Mm-hmm. 
especially because I've never heard a Harry Styles song. Uh, I don't know who Stephen Lacey is. I don't, you do. I'm never li- well. Never. I'll, I'll tell you how you. Well, I'll 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 put it to you like this. One, thanks to my nephew, I know as it was, but I still I'm like I'm not moved. Steve Lacey is actually the guitar is one of the guitarists from the internet. Him? That's the guy that sings Bad Habit. I wish you knew. I wish you knew you wanted me. That's Steve Lacey. I've never heard that song, but I know who he is. Oh, trust. Oh, the not the man, the man, the male militia lives for that because of tone. I'm not going to hold you. It's the way he sings it is why they live for it. And it was genius how he did it. Because it sounds almost Mm -hmm. rock S. We're going to keep on moving. So for new artists, I find it hilarious that Google did this to her. Uh, Do you know, remember the name Priscilla Renee? No. Do you know who that is? No. Yes, you do. Money Long. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, hello. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she was, before the world knew her as Money Long, thanks to Hours and Hours, her name, her original name was her birth name, Priscilla Renee. Mm. Uh, Omar Apollo's nominated for Best New Artist as well. Toby Nui, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Don't ask me. I might even go fuck it up. And Lotto. Yeah, I Lotto, so. okay. And yes, Miss Lotto won. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rap album. God did. DJ Khaled. I never liked you, future. It's mm-hmm. almost dry. Push it. Let's. Yeah, it's probably exercise coming out. I don't give a damn. Uh, <laughs> Come home, the kids miss you, Jack Harlow. And Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale, and the Big Steppers. This is hard to call. Only reason why I say that is because I feel like this category, honestly, is between, in my personal opinion, as a music lover that loves a portion of rap, I feel like this is between Pusha T and Kendrick. See, I didn't hear Pusha T's album, and Kendrick's album did not grab me the way that I thought it would. If you... Okay. How do I describe Pusha T? Pusha T makes music drug dealers um bag up to. Of course. I mean, I'm just going to be honest with it. It's, it's drug dealer music. It's the best... I like, if you are going into a corporate office mm-hmm. and you're waving hi to everyone, nine times out of ten, if I'm waving hi to everyone, I'm listening to Pusha T. <laughs> like how how are you? How are the kids? I'm listening to some hard ass rap. Okay. <laughs> what like I I can't help it. It's in me. But uh, I feel like because his album was good, it was produced very well. Of course, mm-hmm. I love the fact that he actually can rap, and it's not all mm-hmm. the same. It's not all the same shit. <laughs> right. And Kendrick, it didn't move me the way I'm. The last Kendrick album that moves me was to Pimp a Butterfly. I'm not gonna lie to anybody about that. That was a really solid album, but Damn had me in a chokehold for months. I I couldn't get into Damn because you know what I felt like? Yeah. I felt like it was... I couldn't get... It, for me, with the album, it has to have some sort of storyline to it. 
if it has no storyline, I, I I can't get into it. It's like me and Neo's latest album. I can't get into it. There's no storyline. I'm like, the song is just like a bunch so of much. Oh my God, there was so much story in the day. Especially I'll give it another try. I'll give it another try. I'll give it another try. Because I was stuck in it so bad. Like I started doing research on it and then I learned about all of like the nuances of the album and how like it's actually sequenced backwards. It's so good. That album is good as fuck. I need that on vinyl. <laughs> Let's go to the next one, which is music video. Woman, Doja Cat, Harry Styles as it was, Taylor Swift, All Too Well, the short film, Adele, Easy On Me, BTS, Yet To Come, and Kendrick Lamar, The Heart Part 5. I feel like they're going to give it to Doja. Yeah. That's I feel the like most it's Doja. video I can think of. I feel like it's Doja's. Yeah. I'm going to just say it. I'm like, Kendrick's The Heart Part 5 was good because, of course, they had the deep fake um, heads that came in, which was dope. Right. Don't get me wrong. I like a visual. But if we're going to give the Finally Get a Girl her things, it's Doja's. Definitely Doja. What do you think she's going to do when she comes back? I don't I think know. we've got two more years before she comes back on the scene with new music. Let, let's see. We got melodic rap performance. This is a new one. So we have DJ Khaled featuring SZA and Future's Beautiful. Never heard it. Die, Die Hard got nominated? Yes! Okay, Kendrick Lamar Blast and Amanda Reffler. Die Hard. I know one. I hope it's not too late to set my team is straight. Ah. <laughs> uh, yes. Lotto, big energy live. Come on, two okay, nominations for Lotto. Wait for you, Drake, Future Intense, and of course, Jack Harlow's first class. Now, let me tell you something. I I'm not gonna lie. I really think that Die Hard is gonna get it because Die Hard had a lot of melodies in it. <laughs> but I have an odd feeling. That if so Lotto doesn't no, if they don't give it to, if they don't give Lotto best new artist, they're gonna give Lotto this Grammy for melodic perform- rap performance. Okay. And if they do give her this Grammy for best, and mark my words, if they give her this Grammy for best, um, this Grammy, they're gonna give J- Jack Harlow best new artist. No, 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 I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's got it had. It has to be this way. Yes. I, I'm sorry. It's just like, I would love for it to be Kendrick, and they they might surprise me and give it to him. And mm. if that's the case, Blast will be a Grammy-winning R&B singer. And I'm like, get your Grammy, sir, because you deserve. <laughs> I love Blast. I'm sorry. Okay, next category. Let's get to it. Pop duo group performance. I Like You, A Happier Song. Doja Cat and Post Malone. He looks like he needs a bath in my opinion. Sorry. No, sorry. Um, My Universe. BTS and Coldplay. Unholy. Sam Smith and Kim Pather, uh, Pat- Patras, whatever her, her name is. No disrespect. Kim Patras. Yeah. I ho- thought I was saying it wrong. I promise. Don't Shut Me Down. Abba. And Bam Bam. This is Ed Sheeran and Ka- um, Kamala Bello child that racist i don't like her sorry to tell all the girl uh, sorry to tell all the girls this is abba's grammy baby 
my thing is this when i was looking at the nominations i was like when the fuck did abba come back they came back and snuck and released that album but this is the thing because abba is not only a legendary music group yeah they are grammy phase that's why like sorry to tell all the girls not talking about saying this is abba like this is abba's grammy sorry i'm really gagging because i was like so wait a minute who went and dug up an abba album and started listening to it like that but it's not that these motherfuckers actually have a whole ass album a whole fucking album then it gets to rap performance pushing p future young thug and gunna fuck nigga free let's go glorilla and hip god did get come on dj Khaled again uh vegas for doja cat and heart the heart part five now call me crazy crazy this is between fuck nigga free and god did Mm. I'm gonna tell you why. First of all, fuck nigga free for that to be the first single you put out. Yeah, and it was not, and it took. It wasn't like she was sitting here push like. It wasn't like oh I gotta sit here and perform everywhere. It wasn't like that. It came off a word of mouth. Yeah, and social media, like honestly. What award show was that she performed that at? Was that the um, BT Hip Hop Awards? Yes, it was. The, I was very proud of her. And I'm like, I'm not super crazy about that song, but that performance made me know it. Like, she had that whole arena jumping. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, people don't get it. I'm like, fuck nigga free might have that Grammy. I'm not going to lie yeah. to nobody about it. It was that big of a song. That's what I'm mm-hmm. like. It might out push and pee, they might. Don't really know, but I really feel like it's gonna. If it's not Glorilla, they're gonna give it to DJ Khaled, and okay. that means that means Jay, Lil Wayne, everybody will end up with a Grammy. Word, pop vocal album Adele Thirty Voyage Abba Music of the of the uh, excuse me Spears Coldplay Special Lizzo and Harry's House Harry uh, Styles again, girls. I love Lizzo. I love Adele. Mm-hmm. You know, Adele, this was your driest album. Love you, but I have to just call the facts out. This again is Abba's Grammy. I'm sorry to tell <laughs> all the girls. I'm going to have to listen to this Abba album because... It, it, no, it's when you know, you just know. I have a feeling this is their Grammy. And if they don't give it to them, then nine times out of ten, they're going to give it to Lizzo. Yeah. Because it's for the vocal album, it might be Lizzo, but they might surprise everybody and give it to Adele, even though I still feel stand strong on this album didn't do it for me. Of all her projects, I'm like, 30 didn't do it for me. Like, you know, I already already wasn't an Adele fan, and I listened to it once, and I was like, "Mm." it's yeah, no, still no fan. It's slow, it's somber. Of course, don't get me wrong, I still love my little love. Don't get me wrong. It's just, I, I, I can't, y'all. I'm I mean, sorry. aren't all her albums slow and somber? Not all of them, because I still feel 21 was that girl. I'm still going to stand on that. Everybody 21 was 21, 21 was that girl. 
You couldn't tell her nothing. Okay, I guess I'll go back and listen to that because people live and breathe about 21, so... Well, I'm gonna bre- I'm gonna breeze through a few of these songs written for visual media. I'm gonna highlight some people real quick. We don't talk about Bruno got nominated. Hold my hand with Gaga got nominated. Beyonce's Be Alive got nominated, and if she wins, Ooh. also Dixon, who is a right now an up and coming R and B artist and songwriter, will get his first Grammy. Ooh. Okay, we stroll along. Pop pop solo performance. Woman Doja Cat as it was Harry Styles about damn time Lizzo. Muscow Mule, Bad Bunny, Bad Habits, Steve Lacey, Easy on the Adele. They might get the Adele though. What diamond? What what category is that again? Pop solo performance. Hmm. They might get that Adele if they. I see this being. Ooh, this one could be either Adele, Steve Lacey, or Lizzo. Mark my words. They might consider Bad Bunny, but Bad Bunny's going to sweep at the Latin Grammys. Let's just call that a thing. So, friend, it's really interesting because out of all of these categories, I've not heard you say that you think that Beyonce is going to win any of them. Because I haven't come to her and mentioned in the category yet. Oh, I mean, Break My Soul has been in a couple of these already. You did not. Raise My Soul was there, but I don't feel like they, I just feel like they're not going to give it to her for it. I have mm. a, I have a prediction in a second. Metal, spoken word. Oh, shout out to Viola Davis getting nominated for her first ever Grammy for find, for her Finding Me book. Jamie okay. Foxx is also nominated in the category as well for Act Like You Got Some Sense, as well as Questlove's book, Music is History. For R&B songs, Jasmine Sullivan hurt me so good. Why do I... I... Uh, here we go. Hours and Hours, Money Long, Cuff It, Beyonce, Please Don't Walk Away, PJ Morton, and Good Morning, Gorgeous. So, this is going to get complicated. I would say they might give it to hours and hours, but I have a gut feeling they might give it to Cuff It. Really? I feel like they might give her might give it a Grammy for Cuff It. Cuff It was very oh. is very good. If you sit back and compare it to these songs, it's like as far as the instruments, even the vocal performance. Yeah, instruments, vocal performance, production wise, absolutely. I feel like it might go to Cuff It. They might consider money long. I'm not going to hold you. I was thinking her before I was thinking Beyonce on this one, and only on the strength of the fact that Cuff It just became uh, this unofficial single from Renaissance. Um, It is an official one, but it's the second one because originally supposed to be Church Girl. They swapped it out for Cuff It. But um, everyone is questioning how Renaissance got nominated. Sweetheart, it was released in July, the end of July. It was released before Deadline and submitted for submission. The whole album. Which is the gag because it feels like it's been out way longer than that. It's been, <laughs> it's been only it's been going on four months, girls. Yes, it met, it was released well before Deadline. So, wow. Latin Pop, is there any names that we know, let alone care about? Christina Aguilera, and we move on. Dance recording. This is interesting as hell. Because yeah. this is hard. Break my soul. I'm good, blue. 
intimidated. Don't forget my love on my knees in Rosewood. I am stumped between break my soul and intimidated. I'm like, this is hard. If Who's you intimidated by? Katranada and her. Um, that's all like, this is hard. Cause I'm like, it might go to break my soul, but I have a, a solid feeling it might go to intimidate it. I honestly have to listen to that song again because I feel like I listened to it once or twice and it did not grab me. Really? Really. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and listen I'm to it. Shock- I'm shocked as much of a house hit as you were. That uh, is yes, Katrina's Tr- not- Tr- most house beat, in my opinion. Yeah, I gotta go back and check it out because I've, I know that I li- I know that I've listened to it, but I don't. It hasn't been on repeat. It's been on repeat in this house. It went diamond over here. I'm certain. It's my two favorite artists. I gasped the day it was released. I was like, <gasps> <"That's my name." laughs> but oh, yes, shit. I feel like it's between B and K. I'm not gonna okay. lie. R and B album Black Radio Three. Very nice. Candy Trent. Good morning, gorgeous. Watch the sun and breezy. Yikes, this is hard. Um, Mm. It's interesting that one, Black Radio 3 got an R&B nomination. I'm going to start there. How about that? Because if you really know your music, you know Robert Glasper has never been considered R&B. Always jazz. He's always classified himself as jazz. So for this album to be considered R&B is big. Yeah. Crossing over. That, he's crossing over to R&B. I'm like, Ugh, which, which means that's why the album doesn't sound as jazzy as the first two did. But I don't know. I feel like this is hard, but I feel like it's going to be because these are four of the five are Grammy faves. Mm-hmm. Well, one is new, but three of them are Grammy favorites. Yeah, it's going to be some tough calls, Joe. It's going to be a tough call. I honestly, honestly, because the grant, this is the first time the Grammys has recognized her in a while. I feel like this is Mary. Yeah, it's I, I have I have a feeling they might give it to Mary. But if they don't give it to Mary, they might give it to Robert. We'll see. We gonna see, child, because that's a hard call. Uh, any other categories we care about before we go as we transition? Uh, let's see. Come on, put Sean Paul for getting nominated for um, reggae album along with Shaggy. Oh my god! Yes, come on. I'm looking for any more. Um, Categories we can talk about. Oh, here we go. Urban Contemporary. Drones, Terrace Martin, Red Balloon, Take um, Tink in the Bangers. Tink in the Bangers. Yes, that was a good album. Moonchild Starfruit. Yes, that was also a banger that's album. Uh, Gemini Wright, Steve Lacey, and Operation Funk, Corey Henry. Well, I would really love for it to go to either Tink in the Bangers or Moonchild. Thank you. I feel like it's gonna be Moonchild. 
Which would be great. But they deserve. They've been long overdue for a Grammy. Yeah. Yeah, They've been long absolutely. overdue. R&B performance gagged me a little bit. I ain't gonna lie, I gagged at R&B performance. I'm gonna go I can't backwards. remember who was all there. I'm gonna go backwards to R&B performance. I gagged. Um, hours and hours, money long. Mm-hmm. Here with me, Mary J. and Anderson Park. Jasmine Sullivan hurt me so good. Mm-hmm. Lucky days over, and Beyonce's Virgo's groove. Let me tell you something. First of all, R and B performance. I'm gonna just say that from a pop dance album. <laughs> that wasn't even pop. That was, I'm glad they classify. I'm, we gonna get to that. Let me tell you something. Mama was singing in Virgo's groove. If you did not um, listen, that was Mama a performance. Was all up and up and down this uh, album, but yeah, all she absolutely up. was singing on Virgo's groove. She had put a little bit of the titty milk left over. In Virgo's groove. Good night, Lonnie. <laughs> it was it was a little bit left from the twins. She said, you know what? I'm gonna put it in this track and make it a little funky. Not some of this vitamin B, bitch. Put it on vitamin the Vitamin B. But I feel like <laughs> I honestly, I'm like for performance, I feel like it's gonna go to her. Yeah. Although, Bef- although oh. I know. Money had money made a really big impact with that song. She, she did, really but did. you got to remember performance. True. I mean, but even she, I feel like she sang it well, but it's still not. She it's did. Still not touch a bit. It's, it's not still touching for those groove. No. It's no shade, but if they gag me and get this Grammy the lucky day, I'm a gag. I'm like, <laughs> well, son, all of us. Right. <laughs> uh, Everybody's getting sunned. Traditional R&B performance. Classic off the mother-loving sofa. Bitch. Again. Gag. Wig. 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 More wig. Emergency wig. Emergency (laughs) two wig. This bitch said an emergency wig. I am done. (laughs) Doofa loves Snow Allegra. That is a cover, and it's one of my favorite covers ever, honestly. If you have she, not heard her cover of Do For Bobby Love. Bobby Caldwell's Do For Love? Yes. What was that? Was that on her last project? No, it was originally released as a Spotify single, but then she crossed, uh, uh, she made it available. I know what she did. She made it available on all the platforms, and then she basically submitted it for consideration. Smart woman. I love yeah, it, though. Her last album didn't do it for me either. I need to go listen to that, though. I loved um I loved that album. I'm glad it didn't get enough recognition as the, um as it did. Keep on falling, LMA and Babyface. I'm not rolling eyes at Babyface. Y'all know why. Um, Good Morning Gorgeous, Mary J. Blige, and Round Midnight, Jasmine Sullivan and Adam Blackstone. Um, yeah, <sighs> it's a chicken salad. Um. <laughs> Y'all better come get y'all one of these. It's a chick salad. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. oh god. Okay. Um fucking idiot. I don't know. Plastic off the sofa is that I, girl. It is, but I'ma need you. 
they might gag us and do it might it could also be between Mary and Jasmine. That's also true. But I, I feel like I don't know. I feel like the girls didn't get into around midnight like that. Cause it just it just came out. I feel like it's gonna be classic off the sofa, but she I'm not gonna hold you. You need to listen to Juice for Love. Listen to that cover. And you'll understand why I'm saying what I'm saying. That's one of my favorite songs. She flipped Do For Love, something serious. Okay, check it out. All right, let's breeze along real quick. Any other importance we're not doing? Uh, Dance Electric Album. Wig, Mm. wig, emergency Mm. wig, wig emergency (laughs) two. The wig that I keep under the bed, bitch, is another wig, ho. Hidden wig, dusting wig, washing my clothes wig. Okay, run into the grocery <laughs> store wig, run into Whole Foods wig, bitch. <laughs> Just uh, Renaissance <laughs> fragments. Uh, also surrender. Diplo and the last goodbye. You already know who's getting that Grammy. We're gonna move on to yeah. the next one. Yeah, y'all can wrap it up. Y'all, y'all can, can wrap it up. Y'all could just cancel it. Thank you for coming out. We appreciate you, girl. And that sums up the nominations. Now, who do you feel was excluded? I thought we answered this question already. I told you Kalani. I felt like she did, got snubbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt like I felt like my girl got snubbed. Um that's the one I could think of. Also, I said India Sean. I felt like she should got some shine. There's a lot mm-hmm. of people that didn't get their shine, especially indie artists. Jade Nova didn't get any recognition as, again. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, huh. We got some time real quick. Let me tell you something. When you pull clownery, that's when the clown comes back to bite, bitch. Let me tell you something. You started a whole civil war on my Twitter feed for almost a motherfucking month. You sat here and boosted this whack-ass single. And I'm so upset that this is one of the wackest songs that you've ever done. And it's one of the most generated songs that you've produced as far as revenue. I'm and disappointed. And yet nothing. it's... You got nothing. They snubbed you again, but Lotto got nominated for Big Energy. And when she talking shit about Lotto, she was saying if she didn't get nominated in the right in the rap category, then Big Energy shouldn't either. Because I think at one point they were considering Big Energy for pop. So she fell away, got online, attacked this girl for no reason, and she was still graceful to her. Like, I'm trying to, she literally said on the call, like, I'm trying to understand what's the problem. Like, what happened? Like, I don't, uh, what's going on? Like, in, in all this, she's like, yo, I still respect you. I don't understand what's going on. And she all of a sudden, she's like, oh, I gotta go to the Zoom. I gotta get on a Zoom meeting and hung up. I'm like, Maturity is just not in you, sweetheart. But I find it quite hilarious that she's been quite silent on Twitter today. Of course. And I love that someone had used that same meme whenever she starts some shit or have her name in it, she don't want to say nothing. She'll use that Whitney meme from the end of the What's the uh, One of Those Days video. Right. So the Grammy said... (laughs) Again. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Again, went Got through your all ass. that shit. You went through all that and you get nominated. 
Ciao. You hate to see it. I guess enjoy it. It's still not number and one. No gra- and no granny granny can get out of her feelings. Her fans can say out of my mentions. I said what the <laughs> fuck I said. Y'all all can grow the fuck up. Stop trying to rationalize her idiocity and let alone the fact that she's still married to that fucking pedophile and y'all grow the fuck up. Ooh, and the know. fact that most of the people that have so much mouth to say and defend the rhetoric are fucking idiots. Let alone the fact that they're actually pushing fucking 30 running around calling themselves fucking Barbies. Grow up, bitch. Okay. Well, the ex bar has said, spoken. <laughs> I said what I said. She still ain't got a Grammy. And that ain't gonna change. And with that being mm. said, we're gonna fill these cups and it's Marlon's time. I think the pot is stewing and we're gonna have a good time. And I heard Onika ain't gonna be here so I can be myself. <laughs> oh my God. All right, y'all. We'll be back. <laughs> All right, children, we're back. Thank you for participating. Okay. And I think it's time for us to head over to the kitchen. That's right. And the pot is burling. It is time. It is time. I'm stirring it up. Yeah. All right. So this week, y'all, we're going to go a little happy. Oh, God. Uh, do a little deep dive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're searching for things to talk about. And, you know, we went light last week, but wanted to get into some good stuff this week. Uh, and we're going to call this one, Who Raised You, Ho? And let's talk about oh, parenting. Yes, let's have that conversation. Parenting, generational curses, things of that nature. Let's come to the table. Let's come in. Let's come in. Let's come in and let us talk. I thought this would be a really good topic to go over, considering that we've all at some point had some sort of parenting in some shape, form, or fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically between you and I, because of the, the dynamic between us, where I was raised in a single parent home and you were raised with both of your parents. So yeah. I think we cover a little bit of the gamut here. So let's dive into it, shall we? You ready, Fred? Let's do it. I shook a city. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my first question for us is what was your upbringing like with your parents? So I had, though I had both parents and I, I love this topic. I'm just going to point that out by the way. So mm-hmm. I had both parents, but I also had young parents. So okay. of course I'm always grateful to my parents for what they did for me, but I also had the parents that were still, I was basically a latchkey kid, me and my sisters. Uh, what is a latchkey kid? We were sheltered, okay? Um, mm-hmm. Meaning we didn't go out like that. We, it, go out with who? Do I know them? <laughs> Do I know their parents? Right. Like, and I'm not talking, oh, yeah, I met their mom a couple times. No. Do I know their parents? Right. Did we grow up together? Did they go to my school? Uh-uh. Okay, have I known them for at least five years? Right. Because it's certain people that my mom might know or might be friends with. We didn't meet until she had knew them for quite some time. My parents didn't play that. 
Mm-hmm. So I had that, but I also had <clears throat> I had my dad, but I think our bond didn't grow until I was well older because he was more of a disciplinarian. And even as I got older, it was hard for him to like basically turn off the disciplinarian and turn on just like this is this isn't a child anymore, this is an adult that you're looking mm. at. So, yeah. How old were your parents when they had you? If I did my math right, I believe they were like 23. Okay, got you. So we we have a difference in, in that as well because my mom and dad had me when they were 17. Oh, you were a young baby, baby. Yeah, yeah. And um, so for me, because my mom raised me on her own, uh, my dad, she and my dad broke up around the time I was like two. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really interesting growing up under the tutelage of a, one parent, specifically a mom. And I think that most of us have the experience of being raised by our mothers. Mm-hmm. And my mom, I'm the firstborn from both of my parents and my mom. So like, if you're the oldest, you know that you're the experimental child. So they learn you, you are the crash course, (laughs) the crash test dummy for real. And they are oftentimes overzealous about you. There's a lot of pressure being the oldest, at least from my experience, you know, um, I was very, very sheltered. My mama didn't play that going outside, scraping my knees up and shit like that. Um, None of that shit. No. Grammar school, I was the same way. My mama didn't let me go over nobody else like that. Mm -mm. You saw your friends at school and that was it. They come over here. And that was all. They come over here. But they can't go over there. They can't come in my house. Oh, oh, they, they didn't let nobody come over your house? They can't come up in mama's class. <laughs> let me let me be clear. I think people really thought I was playing. Like you know, you know, because we see we hear, we see right. each other. I had the kind of parents. Why is this the first time I'm meeting them and you got them in my house? Oh, see. Did, did you even ask me if they can come to my house? I don't even know them, so I know it's gonna say no. Why they in my house? Mm. It's time now. Why do you? Out. Why do you think your parents were so protective like that? Mm. I know why, and I think that one is a little bit personal. Okay, no problem. We won't touch that. Um, and I asked that because, like, I'm always intrigued by the reasoning behind parents' forms of parenting. Because so many parents be like, oh, I'm never going to do my kids the way that my parents did me, and then they end up doing it anyway. (laughs) And then furthermore, it's like sometimes parents, I know for my mom, it was just my mother just, I I don't know if she just didn't want to mess up or if something happened. Um... But my mama just, she just didn't play that. She just really didn't play that. My mama was serious about me from the get-go. But, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let me ask you this. 
do you feel like you were privileged to have been brought up in a two-parent household? Yeah, I did. And at the same time, I had you were you're right. You had the two like you had the experiment you were an experimental child. So I was the middle. Also the only boy. Oh child, so you might as well have been the oldest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here. I always say, listen, I always say it's my older sister, but I'm the oldest. She's like, no, you're not. I'm like, you don't get it, and that's okay. I'm the oldest. <laughs> <laughs> like, you should say, I'm like, it's not even dumbing her down. It's like, I know it. I'm the oldest. Right. So, it's me. Yeah. But with that experience with both of my parents, yes, it helped. And at the same time, it doesn't just because you have both parents doesn't mean that everything was perfect or walking yeah, the sun because you had too. your yeah. dad. And I know people that grew that grew up basically without both of their parents together, like same single parent household. Mm-hmm. But the uh, both of their parents were still active. It wasn't like oh, I just have my mom. It's like no, I, my dad is still here. I still see my dad every weekend. I still speak to my dad just about every day. Mm-hmm type of situation and of course you know you have some people where they have their own separate situations and it's unique and it may not be the best yeah i mean for me because i I was aware that my father was not around and i know that it affected me in a way because i held a lot of resentment for him um but i also feel like a lot of that resentment gathered because at the time my mother was very angry at him. Mm. So I got a lot of that kickback and residual. Um, and I, I hated my dad for the longest time because mm. he wasn't around and because he had other kids after me. And I mm. felt like I wasn't getting any type of attention. Um, and there were probably dynamics between the two of them that just I didn't know about, but I know that my mom was hurt about that and in my earlier stages in life because i was the kid that was hanging around grown folks and always in grown folks business and inadvertently because i was a favorite and people didn't really like kick me out of grown spaces too much i heard a lot of shit. you know what mm-hmm. i mean so it just created this space where it felt kind of strange you know um and and built this space in me where i just i didn't care for him so for me I feel like I don't, but the odd part about that is that I don't think that I ever envied people that have both of their parents in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, although I really wanted my dad to be in my life, I don't know if I necessarily needed him to be with my mom. If that makes sense. No, and I and I'm so glad you said that. It's more so. If the one thing that I always say about my parents is. If anyone knows, I'm. if you guys didn't know, I can put it out there. Technically, I'm the product of, you could say high school slash childhood sweetheart kind of situation is how I came about. So gotcha. not everyone has that story. And you have those people where they have those, like I said, unique situations. That's they're bad. No, I'm saying that they're good. But the one thing that I always said, and I granted learned to grant my parents grace for it, is understanding that, especially for my father, he didn't have like he had the father structure there, but it got disrupted early in life. 
Mm-hmm. When my yeah, when everything happened with my grandparents and they separated, my grandfather moved to South Jersey. So it was like, yeah, you had to you. He was still there, but I can't speak for things I don't know. But however, it became complicated. And when you don't have that real figure, sometimes it's harder for your parent to learn how to be a parent because they're learning with you. Like you said, right. you're, exper- you're, experiment- you're experimental. We're all experimental. And I, the one thing you always have to learn is you grant grace. So it's like, yeah, my, my upbringing, in my opinion, could have been better. But also at the same time, I understand my parents did the best they the best they could with what they had. True, true. I mean, you know, and, and granting grace is not an easy task at all, especially it's not. especially when... I don't know about your experience, but for me, as I grew older, I became more emotional, emotionally intelligent than my parents. And a lot of the language for the things that we have, a, a lot of the language that we have now for the things that they experienced while they were raising us, they didn't have, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and because they were raised by the generation of our grandparents and their upbringing was totally different. Like there's these generational gaps and each generation brings about like more education and more knowledge about shit. So Mm -hmm. it's like, you're almost, you get older and you begin to reparent your parents. (laughs) It's it's a really odd. It's weird. Cause I know what you're talking about. But sometimes, and I say this with love, sometimes, some and times, words of mother with me, you got to tell your parent off. Yeah, you do. You know, and, I, and now listen to me, listen to me. Sometimes, some and times, but I can say this for the two of us. I can't speak for the person that's receiving this audio. We black, we know how to tell our parents off respectfully. Because mm. <laughs> it's what it's one thing to say how you feel; it's another to be completely out of line. Next thing, though, you dodging fists. I ain't got time. So that takes me into another question of mine, which is: How do you feel about respectability politics when it comes to your parents? Because uh, my mom is funny, so she I still can't curse in front of her. Mm. kind of situation which i'm like that's different i kind of respect that but at certain times i'm like mom excuse me fuck this (laughs) and for me that i have i have gotten away from that a little bit when it comes to my parents um specifically my mom because when my dad was here my dad has always been a very free spirit he didn't care about me cussing in front of them, especially when I got older. But there was still that hesitant the hesitation in there. Not even so much with my dad. And there's still hesitation with my mom. Just and not even I won't say there's hesitation anymore because now I've gotten to a space where I'm just going to be mean because mm-hmm. my problem with with respectability politics as it pertains to parents now, specifically in black spaces. The 
the ideology that black parents have with you my child and you gonna always be my child does not work for me because when i was a child that would work but i'm a whole adult i'm a whole person okay i've had my own life i'm living my own experiences and while i respect you as a parent it doesn't mean that i'm disrespecting you when i'm being an adult hello and i don't understand i i kind of understand but i don't really understand it and probably more so because i'm not a parent Mm -hmm. but i don't understand the chokehold that parents have on always wanting to have their thumb on their children. You know what? And I think that was like one of the hardest things that I had to learn during the pandemic was Mm -hmm. how to basically keep my business, my business and understanding what I could and could not tell my family. So, Everyone's like, oh, but you're not being 100% with your family. Like, no, no, no. I know who I'm dealing with. It's a difference. You don't, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I know my family and I know what I can and cannot present to them. So it's at first it was hard because my mom loved her dearly, but my mom is also the type of person that wants to know, especially if she feels like something ain't right, she won't consistently say it. She's going to let you know something ain't right. She always want to emphasize, though she knows nothing. Uh Uh-huh, I know what's going on. No, you don't. <laughs> Trying to fish it out of you. <laughs> you ain't. But anywho, but you just sometimes it's healthy, especially as you get older. It's healthy to be like, listen, my I love you daily, but it's some of my business that I don't want you in. Mm-hmm. And that just creates that boundary. Like, listen, I don't come invading your personal space. I don't come invading you with personal questions. Let's not do that with me. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and you know, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. No, no, no. Finish your thought. Yeah. So I was gonna say, building bond, building boundaries with parents has to be one of the most difficult situations that <sighs> I've ever gone through, and I realize that a lot of it stems from that very thing where I was raised. I was raised in a household where children were seen and not heard. Mm -hmm. So a lot of me was stifled and that kept me in a space, excuse me, that carried on until my adulthood where for the longest time I felt like I always felt like a child. You know what I mean? No matter how grown I get, it still feels very, you get into your mama household and all of a sudden you 12 and 13 again. It's like, for what? I'm no. Oh, baby. <laughs> that is one no. habit I had to unlearn, and I unlearned it recently. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like, it's hard for us to accept, especially with our mamas. It's not for, for so our fathers. Our fathers, especially as men, it's not, it's different. They don't look at us as kids after we reach a certain age anymore. Mm-hmm. Mamas, they're a little different, and they're more protective of their sons. So, the issue is more so... You have to have it sometimes like I never forget it was one time I just started learning how to drive my car. If you are in my family, especially my immediate family, yes, I'm about to tell this story because this is hilarious. So 
I started driving and this was the first, like my mom didn't drive with me after I almost crashed the car. One of the first times I drove. Now, a little premise of backstory. We were, if you're familiar with the block I grew up on behind me is a complex. So before they had everything gated up and bricked up, we were able to pop viewies in the back to turn around and go back up because the block that I grew up on is a one way, is a one way block. So I'm learn I had got my permit. I wanted to start practicing how to drive. So we're in the turnabout, but we're so I'm trying to pop a UE to turn to go back up to park in front of the house. Mm-hmm. Now, me not knowing in my young mind that I need to completely turn the wheel, I turn it like this. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, I did turn the wheel. My mother's like, no, turn the wheel. I'm like, I did. And she's like, no, turn the wheel. You're about to hit the wall. Turn the wheel, Lonnie. Since then, she had not gotten in the car, driven behind the wheel with me for like six months after that. Oh my God. So then, when she got in the car with me, she's still thinking of this person that did not drive before, that has no type of experience with driving. She's not understanding now, you're doing nothing but making me anxious. Right. I'm driving, and she's like, oh my God, look out for the car. Oh my God. I'm like, Mom. She was like, what? I was like, I love you. Shut up. <laughs> so she said, "You know what?" And this is how you know it's my mother. This is how you know it's my mother. You know what? I'm gonna sit back and I'm gonna be quiet. <laughs> wait until you park. But wait until you park this car. Oh, oh <laughs> and she, and she's like, "Don't you ever do it again?" I was like, "Did you want me to get into an accident because you kept on making me anxious?" Right. Like you can't do that with somebody's driving. <laughs> yes. But yes, ever since then, like... you had sometimes I tell that story to say this. Sometimes you had as though, yes, you are a child. We're all our, we're all a child to our parent. But at the same time, sometimes you have to bark at your parent. And I mean buck up. And then poke your chest out just a tad. Not enough to get caved in. Poke it out just a little bit. Sometimes mm. you gotta let them know this is me. Right. I'm Kill a whole the person. hell out. I'm a whole person and I get it. I know what I'm doing. As long, I always say this, as long as I'm not crying on the phone with you, crocodile tears with snot coming down, asking what I'm going to do, I'm fine. Right. Please stop. This is very true. Very, very true. So do you feel like... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, finish your thought. I just... because parents don't realize that they make you anxious 95% of the time. Like, you trigger the anxiety 95% of the time. Like, I don't mean to. Like, I know you don't, but God. Back off, mom. Back, Back off. off. <laughs> My God. So do you feel like it's necessary to sacrifice yourself, be it like morals, finances, or whatever, for your parents? The only time, and I love my parents dearly, and I they know. If you guys rem- if you guys did not know, 2016, it was a year for me, okay? Mm-hmm. And I had, both of my parents had medical emergencies that they had to have surgery. So, oh my God. Right. So, you have to understand something. It's a certain level of strength that you have to exude with your parents, especially in situations like that. Mm. So, yes, you reparent your parents, but it's more so 
they have to adjust to the adult you are, if I make sense. Yes. They yes, have to adjust absolutely. to the adult that you are. And a lot of parents don't know how to do that without thinking, oh, their child's on the wrong path or something like that. It's like, no, I'm finding my way as an adult and you have to respect that. Mm-hmm. And if that means that I can't tell you everything because I'm still figuring it out for myself, you have to be okay with that. Yeah. Very true. Now, Very true. Sorry, I, sorry, I feel like I sidetracked off your question. What was your question again? <laughs> I was saying, do you feel like it's necessary to sacrifice yourself for your parents? Uh, like okay. your morals, your finances, whatever. So I don't sacrifice myself for my parents, I would say. However, they based my morals for the most part. They didn't, my morals didn't adjust until I, until I started grasping certain things for myself. But I went, the only time that I would say I would adjust myself is if, when, like I had to in 2016, I had to go through both parents, going through medical emergency. So I had to be there. And mm-hmm. this comes into the part of I'm the oldest comes in because it's like <laughs> I had to deal with both times. Right. So it's like, I like, yes, 2016 was rough, but I say all that to say this, you do what you can because you know, those are your parents, like regardless mm-hmm. of however, whatever transpired from birth to our current day at the same time, whether you have a good relationship or a bad relationship with your parent, it still affects you. It's something where that happens to them. I don't suggest altering your whole life for your parent. Follow me here. When I say that, I mean, your parents did a lot for you. Yes. But now is at the point where you're trying to build for yourself. So it's not selfish to say, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying I won't drop what I'm doing for my parents. Like, hell, I damn near went on a leave. So I say all that to say this. You do what you can, but that doesn't mean that you completely sacrifice you. You can't get to a point where you're sacrificing yourself to. Because, yes, your parent is depending on you, but you don't have that. Per- if your parent is not the person that you normally fall back on, when the roles are reversed, you're going to lose your shit. Because you don't have a safety net. You now have to figure it out. And it's like sometimes parents don't understand when you have to build your own safety net. Because they're mm-hmm. so focused on being it for you. It's like, no, I'm th- in this life, I'm going to fail. But I need to be my own safety net. And if that means that I can't, that means that you know less, that's fine. Okay. So, yeah, I, um, I asked that question because I know that there are many of us who have relationships with our parents, fairly good relationships with our parents. And even some of us that have bad relationships with our parents mm-hmm. will do anything for them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we go so far as to shrink ourselves and our situations and go above and beyond for our parents because I believe that the bulk of us, and again, this is another thing that I don't really understand. A lot of parents feel like their children owe them, and I don't believe in that. Well, <laughs> I, shit, I, I don't believe in that because the reality of the matter is, is that... I'll never be able to repay you. That part, that's number one. But, well, that's... For me, That that's one of them. But for me, my thing is... 
I didn't ask to be here. So how can you try to make me repay for something that I didn't even sign up for myself? At this point, I, my rebuttal would be I consulted a lawyer and I'm, I will be financially suing you for my livelihood. That means expenses, <laughs> that means rents, utility bills, my phone bill, and miscellaneous expenses you're going to pay. Since you say I gave you life, that means you get this bill for life. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Okay? I want to sleep in. Okay? Oh, I don't want to do shit no more. <laughs> yes, child reparations. I know that's the Reparations. I, listen, when Shorty came out with that story and said she sued her parents for birthing her, I said, <laughs> I know that's right. I want you to pay. You should have wore a condom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So, last question. Yes. What are some traumas that have been passed down to you that you'd like to get, get rid of if you haven't already? Doubting myself. Okay. It's not... Okay, so normally my doubting myself turns into self-sabotage and yeah, we don't need to go down that road no more. She done did more than enough damage over here. But for me, it's always been doubting myself. It's more so being afraid to take the chance. And that's uh if you know me, you know I take a lot of chances, but mm -hmm. I always end up doubting myself or questioning, like, is it really gonna work out? Like, da -da -da -da, like uh, just do it and shut up. <laughs> Stop doubting yourself. No, nah, it's not gonna work. They're not gonna like it. Da -da -da. Just do it, damn it. <laughs> right. Oh wow. Um, for me. For me, it is people pleasing. It you know what? It is people pleasing. And I, I was listening to something. What the fuck was I listening to? I think I was listening to a podcast. Um, actually I was listening to Jay Dial and I think that she had Iyanla on there with her. Yes. And they talked queen. about um I think it's called what is it called? Uh there's a terminology for a condition where we like make ourselves smaller around other people because we mm. don't want them to feel uncomfortable like we're always catering to other people and it's and it's not people pleasing it's something else when i find it out i'm gonna blast it out to y'all but i wish that i could get rid of that i'm working on it but it is something that is so very hard to do but i learned that the root of that is being in places where you are not able to be yourself Mm -hmm. being uh -huh. raised to be a child that was seen and not heard not having the ability to express your own emotions um and basically being put in a position where you just take everything that's given to you uh -huh. and you don't have a say so because you're a quote-unquote child it's the craziest shit in the world and it's like i feel like the traumas that we get from our parents, we end up rehashing them with 
friends and potential lovers in the future. Mm-hmm. We do a, a lot of trauma bonding, mm-hmm. a lot of that shit. And I just, I, I just, it, before I bring children into this world, I would really like to get rid of my traumas. <laughs> and, okay. and if not get rid of them, have a really good grip on them, understand them enough to not pass them down to another generation. Cause it's just, it's crazy. It's trash. It's trash it's, as fuck. It's trash. And I would, trash. you know what? And I would take that back. I would believe my toxic trait, uh, my toxic trait, honestly, no, I deal with abandonment issues, honestly. Yeah. I never spoke on it, but yeah, I do deal with abandonment issues a lot. Where does that stem from, if you don't mind me asking? And if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to. Um, I'll say this. I hate that 95, like, even though you're a person that lives with anxiety, I am, or high functioning anxiety, I was officially diagnosed, by the way. Mm. Um, when you're, when you're used to that, and especially the dating pattern of being a male of color that prefers to date other men of color. Mm-hmm. You know, Casper is their best friend. The friend so, of those bitch. <laughs> and then wants to resurface their cells a month, two months, three months, a year later. But I digress. Mm-hmm. But it's just <clears throat> because, and I guess because of the fact that I haven't really been able to like really date, I guess it makes it feel like it's unobtainable almost. So it's like, okay. it makes you have an issue with abandonment. It's like, so what really happened? Like, you just stop hitting me up. Like, so I can meet somebody, we can hit it off, everything be great. And then all of a sudden I get silence. Gotcha. Is that a trauma that was passed down to you though? From I your think parents? It, yeah. I don't think so. I don't think that came from my parents. I think they came from me naturally. Oh, I got you. See, cause I was asking, Traumas that were passed down to you from your parents, not necessarily. Oh no! The only thing that I think that I picked up from my parents was that was toxic. Ooh, or I consider toxic. I would have to say, I'm sorry. I'm gonna ride that boat with you, people pleasing. Mm-hmm. Got it. Every black child knows exactly what you're talking about, mm-hmm. and it's the re- is the result of children are seen and not heard. That's it. It's the stem of it. Every time I'm like, oh, I suffer from people pleasing. So you heard a lot of children I've seen and not heard. Yep. Like, mm mm-hmm. The root of of it all. Mm. Well, I'm going to put a lid on this part, y'all. Yeah. But there are some burnt biscuits that I got to. uh, Oh, Lord. That I got to put on out here. Oh, Lord, not a burnt biscuit. I thought we ain't had none of those. No, we got some today. We only got one. Only okay. one of them didn't make it out. Okay, what happened? You motherfucking parents that allow your kids to walk out in front of you or behind you when you are in public piss me off. Why are you allowing your children to be so far away from you? And like, y'all don't need to be paying attention. I hate when I'm like walking behind a parent and their child and their parent, their, their kid 
is backed by me and y'all like six feet ahead. You don't know what and you're walking past kids. And, and, and it's like with how crazy this world is, I could easily snatch your child and go down the block and you would never know. Cause you don't care. Because like, you, eyesight. Like, no, fuck all that. Because if you if I'm if your kid if your kid is six feet ahead of you and I'm about down when I run off, that's it. Mm-hmm. You can't catch up though. You gotta be real fast to catch up. Or somebody could easily like snatch your child up, pull him in the car and run off. Stop fucking doing that. Y'all weird. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. Also, stop cussing at your kids. Like they motherfucking niggas in the street. Please thank you. My God, thank you. That always irritated the fuck out of me. Please stop talking to your kids like they some nigga you don't know. I hate that. Like like they like they are literally a stranger off the street, but they are your children. That makes no sense to me. But again, back to the emotional intelligence, you hurt motherfuckers are hurting your kids because y'all was hurt. And I need y'all to stop that. Let that shit go. Please. And thank you. That's it for my biscuits. We're going to go into how it make you feel. And then I'm going to be out your ear. This one comes from freak.neek and that's F-R-E-Q dot N-I-K Come on, name. Come on, name. Freak.neek. Freak.neek says hmm. Is that your true core belief or something you've been conditioned to believe is quote unquote wrong? Baby. That one. That one sat down in my spirit. Because so many of us have been taught to believe a lot of shit. And and, and you don't even really believe it. And nine times out of ten, we are literally reconditioning ourselves from the shit we learned from our parents. That's it. That's it. And that's, that's all. That's it. That's all. And uh, child, it, that you should y'all should have saw my initial reaction. That's all I got. <laughs> shit, that was a quote. Oh yes. But, anywho, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Raise Your we are going to pull, we are going to stop it right there. Before mm-hmm. we head out, is there any announcements? Anything that we should know about? No, nothing y'all need to know about. But bitch, uh, food is real expensive, y'all. So do what you can for this turkey day that's coming up. Do what the hell you can, honey, because okay? it's ridiculous out here. It is real ridiculous. So real make sure. Ridiculous. You- Yes, make sure y'all checking out the Sweet Talkers as well. There's new content over there from Gamer from Gamer One with Tyrant. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, to chasing your face, drag it. It's new episodes of the, of the Cookout. What are y'all doing with y'all lives? Did y'all check out the content? Let's go. Y'all gotta make it happen. Make sure make that you're happen. checking out the Sweet Talkers everywhere. Yes. YouTube, Instagram, all that shit. Yes, and make sure y'all like, rate, subscribe this on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Okay. That's right. That's and right. Until, the the, until the next time, babies. Peace out. Bye. Bye, hoes.